Welcome, listeners, to The Bug's Labyrinth, where I will guide you through the maze of secrets that make up our world. I am your host. You can call me The Bug if you must call me anything. A list of all applicable trigger warnings have been provided in the episode notes of every episode. If any topics are of any concern to you, please take care of yourself and skip this episode. We'll be right here for you next time. So, welcome to The Labyrinth. I will be your guide. I should begin by telling you about a government-funded organization the public knows as Institute Organization, or the Institute for short. You've probably heard of the Institute already. Most people have without knowing what it is or what exactly they do. Their name is plastered on the sides of buildings or in the list of sponsors for charities. You see, that's the thing about the Institute. They do everything they can to hide, to save appearances for the public. And even when you know what they really do, they say it's for research, public safety. Institute Organization was founded in 1967 by Reginald Weathers, an oil baron who found something hidden deep within the crust of the earth. Something so awful he dedicated the rest of his life and his fortune to the creation of the Institute. Into the research of monsters. That's not what they call them, though. Entities is their preferred name. Entities, event reports, victims... All names to hide, terms that feel less horrible to detach from reality. Their slogan is Research, Report, Detain, Dispose. Some of these things, monsters if you will, are easier to quantify than others. Some are plain to see and easy to file away. The rot, the fall, the endless. Others... Others are only able to be understood from those who experience them. And I pray to whatever sick God there is above that you never do. But we can explain them. These fears make sense. They're primal. They're real. Others cannot be justified in the same simple way. Sometimes, one person's fear, a phobia they are cursed with, scares them so much, they bring it to life. And that fear can spread to others like a disease. The human mind is a powerful thing. All of these things, creatures, monsters even, were created from the human mind. Fears we all have. Fears so powerful they must manifest. This is one of my least favorite entities I've come across, marked as I may be. So, if you have a thing about teeth, maybe skip this one. The Incident of Hayesville, Iowa Entity Classification ID TUDN-09 Status of Entity Disposed 
Classification of Entity Human First Instance of Entity 2009 Name of Entity Before Institute Intervention Denise Richards Date of Event March 4, 2009 Date of Report April 29, 2009 Assumed Awe The Body Statement taken after detainment of Entity TUDN-09. Entity transcribed the statement upon detainment. Have you ever seen inside the mouth of a sheep's head fish? Most fish have teeth in some way or another, but not like that. Other fish have pointed teeth like needles or razor-sharp like sharks, but not that one. I had never heard of the fish before. Why would I? My friend had seen a picture one day. Her name was Janet. We had been friends since high school. Well, friends is a loose term, of course, but when you're young, you'll take the company of anyone who will have you, regardless of if every crush magically became her boyfriend. Right. The fish. Janet sent it to a group chat we had of neighborhood moms, and you wouldn't think a picture could change your life. But I guess we don't know we have a phobia until we come into contact with it. But that picture, it's, it's an awful thing to look at. Just rows and rows of flat, white, human teeth. If it was just one row of teeth, I, I don't think I would have minded much. But something about seeing all of those human teeth. I looked it up that night. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. That thing was the only image that was filling my mind. I had learned about intrusive thoughts in college. I took a psychology course because I love to learn about people and the mind and... Anyway, there was a course on intrusive thoughts and the best way to get rid of them is to distract yourself. And I tried. Oh, God, I tried. I I couldn't find a name for the fear. I boiled it down not to the teeth or the fish, but the rows of teeth. But there was nothing. The only results were for dentophobia or ondontophobia. But I'm fine with the dentist. I love my dentist. A lovely man, in fact. He banned me from his practice, but... Right. Sorry. Anyway, I I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it went from that damned fish to the thought of me having all of those teeth. It, it became an obsession of mine to run my tongue along my teeth, just to make sure everything was there and accounted for, no more, no less. I started counting them after one evening when I was sure that there was one more tooth than normal. It was sort of soothing at first. When life got too much, I would run the tip of my tongue along each tooth and count. As long as there were 32, then I knew it would be all right. Then, well, it was a particularly stressful day in the office. Martha, the lady in the desk right next to me, had tuna for lunch and would not stop yapping to me. The smell alone was awful, reminding me of that damn fish and all, but Martha is not a peach either. 
One of those people who refuses to stop talking no matter how many clues you give her. Anyway, Martha was talking up a storm, and my phone was ringing off the hook, and John, my boss, was emailing me about deadline after deadline, and I found myself counting each tooth. One, two, three, four. Martha yapping about her kids never calling in my right ear. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. The phone ringing in my left ear. Twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. John with another deadline. Thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three. My heart dropped. Thirty-three. I counted again, faster this time. 31, 32, 33, 33. Yet again, I counted 33 teeth. I jumped from my desk, scaring the crap out of Martha, who finally stopped droning on about her mother-in-law's scallop potato recipe. What's wrong, doll? Martha asked me. She was more upset about being interrupted than anything I could have been going through, but I couldn't answer her. There was an extra tooth in the back of my mouth lined up snug against my molar as if it had been there my entire life. I ran from my desk and into the bathroom. I was desperate to find a mirror to prove myself wrong. But when I got to that dimly lit bathroom, I saw it clear as day. Another tooth. Panic swelled up in my chest. My heart was racing like it never had before and I don't know what came over me but I ran and I mean ran to the maintenance closet Martin the janitor bless his heart never locked the door so I went in there searching for something anything and I'll be honest I didn't know what I was looking for until I found a pair of pliers I didn't even go to the bathroom I jammed those rusty metal pliers into my mouth until I found that extra tooth and I yanked as hard as I could. I was shaking and sweaty, so my hands kept slipping and scraping against my teeth and gums. My mouth tasted like metal and blood, but I didn't stop until I got a hold of it and ripped the thing out of my mouth. I can't describe to you the relief that I felt in that musty old closet. My hands were drenched in blood, and there was this trickle going down my brand new blouse. But I didn't care. I looked down at the tooth in my hand and tossed it into the trash can before heading back to the bathroom to try and clean myself up. I started counting again as I walked, each number in line with the step that I took. 29, 30, 31, 32... And when I reached the mirror to survey the damage, I felt it. Thirty-three. I opened my mouth so wide my jaw popped, and right there in the mirror, there it was. Now I, I really started panicking here. My mouth was filled with blood. I felt the pain of ripping that extra tooth from my gums, and yet, white and sure as day, there it was. I drove right home after that. I didn't even stop to call anyone. I couldn't imagine doing something like that after what was happening to me. So I drove home much faster than I should have, all the while running my tongue along that extra tooth. 
My husband had an expensive collection of tools he kept in the garage, and I planned to use every one against that thing that somehow grew in my mouth. It was around 8 o'clock when my husband came home from work and found me. I don't remember much, but he said I was sitting in a puddle of my own blood, my face and hands stained in it, a pile of perfectly identical teeth surrounding me. No matter how many times I ripped it out, no matter if it was burned or crushed or dissolved in acid, the teeth always came back. And yes, I say teeth, because after that, I counted 34, then 35, and I was up to 40 when my husband begged me to see a dentist. Yeah, he was no help. I'm ashamed to say it, but after that, I I was determined to find someone who could help me. No doctor would take me seriously enough to see me. No dentist would stomach to look at me. And after my husband started growing them, too... Well, I talked to anyone who would listen to me. Friends, colleagues, strangers on the street, each would take one look in my mouth and vomit or scream or call the cops. And after each one, they would call me or find me screaming at me, begging me to tell them what I did to them. What I did. Because they started growing them too. Everyone in our town eventually had rows and rows of perfectly white extra teeth. Am I cursed? Did I do something to deserve this? There's not a spot now in my mouth that doesn't house a tooth and I can feel them clacking together down my throat. It's awful to swallow, to feel them move around in there, to hear the sound. The highest I counted was 156. After that, I stopped counting. That was well before you guys found me. Well, that's my story. Now you have to help me. You said you would help. You have to help my husband, my friends. I can't imagine what they must feel after what I've done to them. Entity TUDN-09 and the entities TUDN-09 subtype-T were all disposed of 24 hours after the statement was given. No other instances of Entity TUDN-09 have been documented at this time. The police described it as a freak electrical fire that destroyed the entire town.
Thank you for listening to The Bugs Labyrinth. The Bugs Labyrinth is an Amsel TV production. This episode was written, recorded, directed, and edited by Amsel T. Vance. Manuscripts were edited by Avery K. Rayner. Audio consultant, Danny B. Places and names have been changed for the privacy of all involved. Safety is the most important thing to us, and we will never compromise that. Follow us on Twitter, at Bugs Labyrinth, for updates and if you need to contact us. Rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best way to help us out and get our story out there. And support our Patreon to help us keep making cool stuff. Until next time, stay safe, listeners. Thank you.